0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Knicks would take three or four against Miami. This would put them up. Four losses on the Heat, and they have the tiebreaker as well. Vixen with the scoop. No, Grimes the rebound, Grimes won a night. 23 points, eight rebounds,
0: four assists. Knicks beginning to dribble it out. Another capacity ground at the world's most famous arena. Giving
2: kudos to their heroes. IQ, another prolific night. Hard, ubiquity. Barrett timely hooping. And the return of Brunson.
0: The game was tied, going to the fourth, Knicks outscored Miami, 25-16 in this fourth quarter, 16 points given up in the fourth. Yep, the Knicks defense was superb, forcing turnovers, getting into transition.
2: So he rolls the bound for the Knicks tonight, those two guys attended Kentucky. The Wildcats talking it over. The magic number is
3: two for the Knicks in the playoffs. One hundred one ninety two. Brunson back.
1: Knicks win it despite Randall going down in the second quarter with the sprained
0: ankle. 24 for quickly. 23 for Grimes. Goes to spectacular. in Brunson's return. And thanks, Knicks. for the a nice birthday gift for the Clyde. I appreciate it today.
1: Stay with me now, friends. This fucking team! (laughs) Woohoo! Oh, my God. There are... I've been in my apartment for a year and a half. A little over a year and a half. It's getting close to two years. There are two sliding doors separating the living room from the dining room, which when we moved in, the landlord was like, don't... Don't fuck around with these doors. They don't work. Keep them in there. And it's I had to pull them out for right now so I could do that. So I don't wake up my family and get shit for my wife because this team deserves it. <clears throat> um,
3: man. It is so great to be able to root for. For a group
1: of basketball players where this team look, I mean, we had a lot of questions before the season about them. I certainly had a lot of questions about the season. I think I called 43 wins as the preseason, my preseason prediction. And deep down in the dark recesses of my soul, as as certain folks on uh, on certain text threads will tell you, I think if you were like if you asked me, what do you think is more likely that they go a few wins over, or that they go a lot of wins under? I think I would have chosen a lot of wins under. I have my doubts. I have my doubts for a lot of reasons. I I loved the Brunson signing, but coming off of last year, and just how bad the vibes were. How unstable I felt just top to bottom in the organization they were from the front office coming off the Donovan Mitchell summer to the head coach to ostensibly the best player, Julius Randle, to R.J. Barrett, a guy they nearly shipped to Utah, tried to ship to Utah, and then all the way on down and right on down to one Emmanuel quickly, a guy who... Literally, all he did was
3: everything that was asked of him for two years. And it took
1: till the last weekend of the season for him to get a, a real chance to start. And uh, shout out to Benji Riddolls, put out a poll a few days ago uh, asking about whether Tibbs has helped or hurt Emmanuel Cookley's development. And, uh, you know, as always, the truth lies somewhere in between. But top to bottom, I had questions. And I thought if this thing went right, okay, maybe it could go a little right and it could get a little bit better than I thought they might be. But if it went wrong, oh my goodness, could this go wrong? And then when they were sitting there at forget even 10 and 13. It's, it's, I remember it was like it was yesterday after game seven against the Hawks when they were up by twenty and they lollygagged that lead away and they ended up getting blown out by Atlanta. I wrote the newsletter the next day. I think the coach is on the hot seat. And then it kept going where they would, they would, they picked up a win here and there, but, you know, continued on, you know, they, you could argue they saved their season on the West Coast road trip, Utah game, Denver game, and then that Dallas game, that first Dallas game. And I find it so incredible that the pivot points for the season revolved around Dallas. There's something, there's something fitting there, you know, the trade that essentially defined this version of the Knicks, right? Because if, if they don't make that Porzingis trade, uh, there's an argument that that Steve Mills and uh, or, or keeps his job. And there is no Leon Rose, right? And there is no Tom Thibodeau. And there is, no, you know, um, it, maybe there was no Julius Randle um, if, if if they don't make that trade in terms of to get the cap space and 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 they would have still had their power forward. So I find it fitting that those two Dallas games serve as the major pivot points because the first Dallas game, the way they lost it, You figured the season was over and then they rattle off nine straight wins. And that is the first time, obviously, nine straight wins where they were like, no, we're we're better than you thought we were. And then they kept it going. And then the second Dallas game happened, which, you know, I mean players say it all the time that like it, for us it's like it's never as good as it is as it seems when it's great it's never as bad as it seems when it's terrible for us sitting there that night I remember how I was feeling that evening and like oh my god I'll never this is the worst loss I've ever experienced and the way they bounce back from that um, showed how much character and how much grit and how much toughness mental toughness physical toughness emotional toughness was in this locker room, and right on through till the Josh Hart trade and then nine more wins think about it. they had two nine game winning streaks or an 8 game, excuse me an eight game winning streak and a nine game winning streak this season. Think about that, and you know shaky ground the last week got to get well game against the Houston Rockets. Thank you Houston couldn't pull one off against uh Brooklyn tonight, unfortunately, but you know uh we we'll, we we'll, we'll we'll be thankful for what we have and
3: they got their mojo back tonight because on a night when
1: the two pillars of this team and if you want to throw in RJ because again don't forget before the season it was the mid 3 right it wasn't the mid, it wasn't the big 2 it was the mid 3 And if you want to throw in RJ there, you could throw him in there as well. Um, Go through it right now. Julius Randle, one made field goal. RJ Barrett in the first half, zero made field goals. And then Jalen Brunson ended up the game with five field goals, five of 11 for 12 points. But Jalen Brunson was like, clearly not himself. All kinds of rusty. And to the point where he did not close this game. And I sent a text to my, my, my brother who was in the, in the garden tonight. Shout out Chris Coco. Uh, watching. And he texted me, I think it was about under, it was a little under five to go, maybe five, five and a half, six minutes ago, somewhere around there. And he was telling me how, the, how electric the garden was and how you know this small ball lineup, or we're going to talk about that small ball lineup to close the game, uh, how much it was working. And I texted him. I said, I got to tell you, I don't think, I don't think I would bring Brunson back into this game. And I never thought in a million years that Tom Tvedt would, would you know, would uh, you know heed, heed my advice uh, telepathically, but he did, and that's because on a night. When Julius Randall we're going to talk about Randall and, and shout out to Julius Randle for toughing it out for those free throws and he uh, we're going to talk about him he did not have a good night and I am a little worried uh, about how he came out and uh, equally worried about his his standing moving forward because that was a pretty bad ankle sprain but we'll, we'll save that for a bit on um, a night when Brunson, or when Randall didn't have it when RJ didn't have it for a half and when Brunson didn't have it for you to find a way to beat that heat team. And look, uh, let's call it like it is. Did the heat have it tonight in the way that we've seen, like the heat team that they beat tonight, did they come out and play quite as well as the heat team that was in their own building a week ago? No, but you know what? Home court advantage, right? It's supposed to mean something. And for us tonight, I think maybe it finally did. Um, we did not get Jimmy Butler's best, but you know, what? we did get, we got Gabe Benson's best and we got Duncan Robinson's best. And, um, Even so, for the Knicks to come out and that game was tied after three quarters and we were missing, again, one all-star on this team and he was gone. And they absolutely put their foot on Miami's throat in the way that the Miami Heat so many times before have put their foot on the throat of so many teams. That is what they do. And now it's what we do. And that's how we won this game. With defense, with toughness, with grit, without any excuses saying, we don't have our all-star. Our other should have been an all-star. Jalen Brunson doesn't have it tonight. None of it. None of it. And how do they do it? (laughs) They did it with two 25th picks in the draft. Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes. And you want to throw in Josh Hart in there too, who was, I believe was the, was he the 30th pick? He was, I know he was in the late 20s or maybe he was 30, whatever it was. Another late first round pick that they traded for. Great trade. And another guy who I believe he was a second round pick. I don't know off off the top of my head what pick he was. Isaiah Hardenstein, Best backup center in the NBA. Um, He's been the best center on this team for a while now. And not to be outdone, the undertaker himself he's never dead when you th- he, he, he could be comatose, he could be like literally in a coma and yet comes out of halftime and he finds a way and that 's R. j. Barrett, and they just scrapped and clawed and they won it with defense and they won it with a coach who adjusted to the moment um, credit to him and credit to also like I do think there is something to be said for the fact that we talk about mental toughness and we talk about how strong the locker room is and we talk about all these sorts of things that sort of culture does have to be fostered and um obviously I'm you know I'm not, I'm not going to bore anybody with uh, waxing poetic about Tom Tebow but nice to see him go with what was working down the stretch and not try to pivot away from it and go with the guys who were actually who got him that lead? But this team is just everything you could possibly want as a basketball fan. I I, I thought the team two years ago was great and and well, not great. That's the wrong word. I thought they were as good as it gets because they were so scrappy and and this and that and the other thing. They lacked talent. Let's just be straight. <laughs> they lacked talent, and they did it a little bit with smoke and mirrors, and then they were kind of exposed when. What happened in the playoffs happened. But even before that, even before, like, what I think the, the nine game winning streak started with, what was that, about 16 games to go in the season, 15, 16, 14, some, somewhere around there. Not many games left to go in the season. Before that nine game winning streak started, they were an under 500 team. They were, I think they were one or two or three games under 500, something like that. So, like, even that, that was like a whole season. This team is different. This team. From again, you that you knew they had some talent over those first twenty three games, and they just couldn't put it together. And since that twenty three game mark, since that Dallas game, that first Dallas game, everything you could possibly want with the talent that they have on this team, they are getting the absolute most out of their talent. And I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about all the individual players. And I, 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 I wish I had ten minutes to whack poet, wax poetic about each of these guys. And I, I hope in the comments, people. Spread the wealth and don't focus only on the guy I'm gonna bring up first, and that's Emmanuel quickly. Um I don't know, is it time we stop talking about where the next third star is gonna come from? You know, I I've I've said for a while now, I and I'm in the minority on this, and I'm sure I'm gonna catch shit for it, but like I I've said I wish RJ would lean more into just being the best role player he could be. And like, again, there are role players in the NBA who get paid hundred million dollar contracts and earn it because they, they play their role. They do everything. They check all the different boxes, you know, without having to do too much creation. Like that's the one, that's the definition of a role player. You're not someone who spearheads the offense, which RJ, by the way, can do and did tonight. And they needed it because man, were his buckets big in the, in the, Um, second half I want to say his second to last bucket it was a drive when quickly had missed a few in a row and um, it looked like they were a little struggling for offense and he put his head on down drove the lane converted but like I I feel like between these two players I'd like RJ to lean a little bit more into let me do all of the other things as great as I can. I'll get my cre- I'll, I'll get my chances to create here and there, whether it's with the second unit or whatever else the case may be. Quickly, man. I think he's different. I think this guy is a star. I've, I have remember the, the fourth preseason game. It was rookie year, that Cleveland game. When he came out and in the first however many minutes it was, what did he score like eight or nine or 11 points? in Like the first couple minutes and was dishing assist after assist. it's was like, whoa, we found our point guard. And that was a little premature, but you saw it then. You saw it then and you saw it in his rookie year. Never afraid of the moment. Big shot after big shot. Certainly saw it down the stretch of last year. And then after a rough shooting start to this season, um, like he's going to win six man of the year. That should be, that should be so. I think he sewed that up tonight. And I, you know, I, I said it with Chris Herring on the pod uh, that we just recorded. Like, there's only been in the last thirty plus years two six men that fit six men of, of the year award winners that fit this profile: young player in their, um, I believe. So Hero was in his third year. And I think Harden was in his third year as well, if I'm not mistaken. Andrew, you could fact check that on me. But both of them were were young. They were on their rookie contracts. And everybody else has been 24 or older. And like I think Leandro Barbroso was 24. Uh so like James Harden obviously went on to become an MVP. Tyler Hero went on to uh what did he sign for? Four years and 120 million, 114 million guaranteed, something like that. Um, maybe 110. I forget. Whatever it was, it was over 100 million dollars. And he's a guy that has been talked about as maybe future potential all star. We like. What are I know Nick fans. Some Nick fans have been having this conversation for a while, but I I think the conversation needs to expand. What can't this guy do? What doesn't this guy do well? You want offense creation? he, He certainly created a hell of a lot of offense tonight. You want passing the pass that he threw to Isaiah Hardenstein when he was falling out of the bounds from the corner. That was. What was that? I don't know if I've seen a better pass than Nick make this or, uh, made by Nick this year. Um, took command of the game. Best player on the floor tonight by far. Best player on the floor for two straight games. He was best player on the floor a few weeks ago, whatever it was in Boston. Like. This guy's a star, man. This guy's a star. And I just hope he's a Nick for a long time. And, and I hope I'm, I hope they realize what they, have. I have to think they realize what they have. I mean, it's freaking. it's smacks you in the face. It's so obvious what this kid is. And he's still he's a case third year player, 25th pick on the draft. Um, and then not to be outdone. Quinn Grimes, another, the 25th pick the next year after Emmanuel quickly. Um, A lot of jokes made this summer, right? A lot of jokes made. Oh, Mr. Untouchable. Now we know from the reporting that isn't quite accurate, but the jokes were made. Uh, There's a reason you don't trade a guy like Quentin Grimes. And this is Quentin's, what was it? His third 20-point game in four outings? That's pretty good. That's a pretty good sign for a second-year player uh, who was once upon a time a top-10 recruit. Things didn't go right. And again, you want to talk about how they have built this team and credit to the front office for getting guys in here with character that have been down, that have been top 10 recruits. Hello, Emmanuel, quickly, and then knocked down a peg, sent to the bench, been forced to transfer because you're not getting the time because it didn't work out for you at your first school. In the case of Quentin Grimes, fell all the way in the draft. Quickly was supposed to be a second rounder. Quentin Grimes was supposed to be a second rounder. They grabbed both of these kids. Shout out to Walt Perrin or whoever wanted these guys, whether you want to give Wes credit, you want to, going to give Tibbs credit. Tibbs allegedly love Quentin Grimes. What Quentin Grimes did tonight, rescuing them early on when they were sleepwalking through the beginning of this game. Um, certain players were sleepwalking through the beginning of this game or just didn't have it. And <clears throat> down the stretch. And both of them with their defense and shout out to Josh Hart with his defense. I already talked about RJ Barrett. Fantastic second half performance from him really, really outstanding. They don't win this game without his efforts and contributions in the second half. And then I'm going to finish it with a guy who lot of post games, lot of post games through the first... There's always one, right? Two years ago, it was Alfred Payton. Last year, it became Alec Burks. Not because Alec Burks is bad, but because Alec Burks was playing a position he should never play playing. And this year was Isaiah Hardenstein. Someone's got to be the punching bag. It's a player, right? Because you can only shovel so much shit on the coach. Um, and it was Hardenstein, and it was Hardenstein for the first two and a half months of the season. Probably two and a half, three, maybe even months of the season. Maybe even three. I don't know. Maybe really. I'm trying to think when it turned around. Might have been early January, early January, mid January, somewhere around there. Um. Right around, you know, it was early January because of the, the, the stops right at the end of the game against Cleveland, the Cleveland win that um, ended the uh, the little mini losing streak they had uh, around around New Year's. And since then, <clears throat> he has been without question, the back, best backup center in the NBA, and he has become an instrumental part to what they do night in and night out. You want to talk about a guy that absolutely changed the complexion of the game. And I don't want to say like Mitchell Robinson was bad. I think that's a little bit too strong, but Mitch has been a little off lately. Um, And I I don't want to end the monologue on a negative note, but like there are concerns moving forward. Mitchell Robinson has not been great for a little while now, Uh, has had spurts after halftime against Houston, came out and completely changed that game. And then tonight, maybe not as much of an impact. Uh, Julius Randle, what was going on? Forget the ankle sprain. What was going on when he came out in the first quarter? Again, can't question his toughness. Shout out to him. He shot the free throws. Didn't want to exit that game since the 57 point game, something has been off with Julius Randall. I don't know. Maybe he needs a few days off. I don't know what it is. I just hope the next time we see him on a basketball court, it is the version of Julius Randall that we got used to for the first 70 ish or whatever it was. 72, 73 games of this year, because the guy that came out of out of the locker room tonight is not going to help them win basketball games. Um, Brunson, I don't worry about. He'll be fine. RJ, we've been down this road before. I, I hope he'll be OK uh, or, or or eliminate some of these clunkers in the first half because that definitely hurt them. But like, so there are concerns, there are questions, but hey, talk about burying the lead. I don't want to say it yet. I don't want to make any proclamations yet because nothing is officially wrapped up. But, 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 think we're going dancing, baby. I <laughs> think we're going dancing. We'll see where they end up. We'll see what seed they end up in. Um, Net's won tonight, as I said, Nets have an angel food cake schedule coming up. A couple tough games. We'll see what that phil the Philly game uh if that matters to them or if that matters to Philly, I should say. so haven't wrapped up the fifth seed quite yet, although again we'll maybe we'll get into some of the tiebreaker stuff as we go on tonight. uh, this was a huge win. this was a huge win. It was a massive step towards the fifth seed, and it was it all but locked up a playoff berth and for man, I don't care how many years you I don't care. You I don't care if you've been watching this team for three years. <laughs> you still went through a lot of pain and suffering. That's how bad last year was. But if you've been watching this team for five years, 10 years, 20 years, <laughs>
3: however long it's been 50, 60, you've been through a lot of shit. So man, pour yourself one. I got mine. Sip it. Enjoy it.
1: These are the good... These are the nights. These are the nights that make you... Just make you thrilled to root for a team like this when they give it back to you, what you've given to them. Okay.
2: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. 15 minutes. Enjoy tasting quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool60 and use code Filmschool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool60 and use code Filmschool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it be the Knicks home game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday or home opener tickets for the Mets and Yankees, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music, or shows or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right, and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. GameTime is also the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country, and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive buy tickets in a matter of seconds just two taps and you're set tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use promo code film school for twenty dollars off your first purchase again create an account and redeem code film school for twenty dollars off download game time today Last-minute tickets, lowest price
1: guaranteed. Um, personal injury report. Let's do it. We'll do a moment of the game, and then we will get to the Super Chats. Personal injury report, of course, presented by our good friends at Weiss & Rosenblum. Uh, call Weiss & Rosebloom today if you think you might have a personal injury case. 212-366-6100. Or visit them at rosebloom.com for more information. Again, consultations are absolutely free. If they take your case, they do not get paid unless you do. Uh, prior results don't guarantee future outcomes. But go with a veteran, not a rookie. And hey, listen, the Knicks have a young a bunch of young players, but they are a team of veterans. They are young veterans, but they are veterans. Much like Weiss and Rosenblum. Again, 212-366-6100. Uh, obviously, the personal injury report tonight. Um, we go from Jalen Brunson to Julius Randle. Uh he is Julius Randle's been the most durable player in the NBA this season. Uh, it was him and Anthony Edwards, and then Anthony Edwards had to had to miss a few games there. And now we don't know what's going on with Julius. So the next game is against Cleveland on Friday. And then they play two days after that, and that is a game against uh the Wizards who are still fighting. They, the Wizards demolished Boston last night, so that game may mean something to the Wizards. Um, and then they have two days off, and then they go Indy, New Orleans, Indy. We'll see what happens with it. Am I... Am I going to be... I'm just going to be honest, and this may this may be... Oh, boy, this may turn into a cold take, uh, so we'll see, but... I don't know if I'm going to be heartbroken if Julius Randall has to sit a few games again. Is it that he's tired? Is it that he's mentally drained? Is it that he's some combination of the above? And that's why we've kind of seen him the way he's been the last couple of games. I don't know, but the notion that maybe a few days off might not be the worst thing in the world for him. Look, do I, I don't, I don't think it's, at this point, I don't think it's going to affect his all NBA candidacy. I know he wanted to play 82. Um, if he doesn't get to do it, I mean, it is what it is. No one's going to question his toughness or his heart or anything like that. He's a he's a bull. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Julius Randle. Okay. Moment of the game. And I'm going to have to do this solo because Andrew Claudio and speaking of toughness and grit, shout out to Andrew Claudio. I don't know if he said this publicly. <laughs> I don't know if he said this publicly, but Andrew, Claudio, can I say it? Can I say what you have? You could say it. You could say it. Yeah, he has bron- bronchitis, so he's, he uh he was he he summoned his inner Emmanuel quickly to tough out this post game, and as a result,
2: you will not see me chime in as much as I normally do. But you missed one thing, John. What did I, I miss? A, that was a brilliant start to the post game. the The vibes are back here in New York. But for one final time this season, can we take 10 seconds? (laughs) All of you watching out there that find it cute when your star player has 10 points going into the fourth quarter because he's actually not him as much as John Macri thinks he is. That thinks this Pat Riley run team that is one loss away from falling down to the ninth seed. This 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 great heat culture, Mm. this team, John Macri, that is uh, supporting Kyle Lowry at how many millions of dollars is support, had to turn to Duncan 30. Robinson who actually kind of killed us at certain points tonight because that's how desperate they are that on Udonis Haslam night lost by 30 points at home this is who we were afraid of Alonzo Mourning is not walking through that door Tim Hardaway <laughs> is not walking through that door Dwayne Wade is not walking through that door LeBron James is not walking through that door this Ronnie run, Cycli this run is oh, this run. This run is over, and we can put this team in our rearview mirror. So wherever you are, please take ten seconds to laugh at the Miami Heat because they already left midway through the fourth quarter because they've got dinner reservations. Go
1: ahead, John. Enjoy your post. That was that was better than anything I said in the first twenty-five minutes of this podcast. Uh, all right. Moment of the game. Uh, I will do this solo. Uh, the one that they're OK two two quickly ones have to be there. And neither of them were like in the late in the fourth quarter as they were making that run. And so I'm going to have to pick one something from the run. Here are the two that absolutely need to be there. The Emmanuel quickly over the backboard <laughs> shot um, gave the Knicks 26 points. And then he stole the ball right after that on the next possession. That. I mean, that might be the shot of the season, uh, at least in terms of degree difficulty. That's one. The Emmanuel quickly passed to Isaiah Hardenstein. That actually was in the fourth quarter. Um, It put them... Hold on. Exceptional live streaming here. Gave them 81 points. Uh, It it gave them the lead. It broke a tie, 81-79. And then for the third and final one...
3: Huh.
1: There's two candidates that I have. Um, Emmanuel quickly got credited with the steal on this play, but I think Isaiah Hardenstein's defense on Bam out of bio to stifle the initial action uh, was just as important. Um, it's the quickly steal that led to the Grimes dunk that I believe capped off. Yes. It capped off the uh, an eight oh run. It made it ninety four to eighty five, and and that's the moment where it was like, oh man, they they're gonna win this game. I think I'm gonna go with that because it was the it was so exciting. But I I really I do want to give an honorable mention to the R.J. Barrett three that made it one hundred to eighty nine because that was the nail in the coffin. So honorable mention to the R.J. three, but um, got to go with the the other three for the three candidates. They were they 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 had to do it. Um okay, those are our moments of the game and uh I can't wait for this. I'm going to be so, I'm so excited to do this. So I'm going to take a deep
3: breath. Get a big smile. I love that Haitian is starting us
1: off here. My main man, Haitian Ferg. I I'm I've had your I've I'm. I, you're going to get an email from me soon. I'll just tell you that uh, shout out to you, man. Uh, the team bounced back and I'm so proud. It's on on quick. It's both him and the coach. He kept his ass in the gym and the coach rewarded him. That's it. I love with this team. I'm in love with this team and we will look back and appreciate Tibbs. He is the identity and the culture. Well, look, I am obviously, as everybody knows here, the preeminent Tom Thibodeau uh, pom pom waiver. Uh, what, whatever you want to say, agent, PR man, hype man, all the things. I think it's a. I do think a col- a coach sets the tone to a certain extent, but it's also, it's the coaching staff. It, it is the organization. The reason I always have given Thibodeau credit is more comparing what has gone on since he has arrived, and also Leon Rose and his team in the front office, they play a big role in this too. I compare that to what happened, what's happened, what been going on in the last 20 years, and it's not an easy city or an organization to come and coach um, or run from the front office. Where I think it gets most interesting for me is if I, I mean, I, I know nothing to be very clear, but I I would wager, a <laughs> not insignificant sum of money, that if you gave Emmanuel quickly truth serum and you're like, so <laughs> what do you think of the fact that Tibbs like never gave you a real shot, you know, down until the very end of last season? I bet he would have some choice words, right? But here's the thing, and I and I've I've read, you know, enough. I've read enough about great coaches I and mean, I'm thinking about the, the, uh, the Lombardi biography. That uh, is a fantastic biography that I should know who wrote it, but I can't see it on my bookshelf at the moment. But like you read about any coach, like the great coaches, oftentimes most of the time really throughout history, this has changed a little bit of late, but throughout history are not guys that players like, <laughs> you know, um, they're not warm and cuddly and fuzzy and the whole thing. Obviously, the players have to believe in them. They have to respect them. And I don't know. Maybe they do need to love them to a certain extent to put it all on the line for them. But like, you know, the fact that quickly like has had to continue to like make it so that I'm not like, I'm not going to let you keep me on the bench. Basically, I'm going to force you. To put me in the game because I'm going to make you look like such an idiot. If you don't like, wh- how do we reconcile that? Right. I don't know. I don't know. And and, and it's tough for me because obviously I'm, I'm a supporter of this coach. And I'm sure there are people who would examine the situation that I just kind of presented and be like, what are you kidding me? The coach is an idiot for taking as long as he did. And maybe that's true. I don't know. But um, look, he has them where he has them now. So credit to him for that. And uh, I think he deserves some credit. Thanks, Haitian. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Greg film stuff. Thank you for the generous contribution, Greg. Horrible first quarter. Bad timing for a Randall injury. But it was impressive to see the team get the win down the stretch without Brunson, Randall and Mitch. Nice to see Grimes get 36 minutes and finish the game. He is getting comfortable. Not only did Quentin Grimes get 36 minutes. Did he finish with 36 minutes? Because if he finished with 36 minutes. Unless I am mistaken. That would mean that he played the entire second half, um, and I'm sure people in the chat are like, "Yes, of course he played the second, the entire second half." Did you see him come off the court? And I can't think of a moment when I did. I'm not as cognizant about these sorts of things as some other some others, but yeah, he had to have played the entire second half because he only I know he only played 12 minutes in the first half. Awesome stuff from Quentin Grimes to not come off the court again. Another guy. Now Tibbs, I think, gave was a little bit more. Pro Grimes, right from the start, than maybe he was at times. Pro quickly, um, but still, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna force you to keep me on the floor, you know. Um, and he did, and it paid off. Thanks, Greg. Dom Cappuccini, What's going on, Dom? How are you, my man? Well, you were you as surprised as I was with that late run after a mostly 10th second half? Bless your heart, heart brothers. I am beside myself with pride for this freaking team. Get that filth. Forget that fifth. I was supposed to get that filth. I don't... This team is filthy. My... I don't know how many lead changes and ties it ended up with. I believe we were... The last I remember Ed Cohen saying... Did he say 23 lead changes? I I don't know if I... It was over 20 at one point. And then there were a bunch of ties in there too. But my heart was like, I don't know how you felt from like the really from the middle of the third quarter onwards, I felt like my heart was in my throat, like beating like a mile a minute. And then, so I figured, and I was, it was funny. I was thinking in the, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it was back and forth, back and forth. I was thinking back to the spread on the game that I saw beforehand. And it was Knicks by six, I think is the spread that I saw. And I was like, and again, I don't bet, but I I, occasionally I do have these thoughts like, man, if I just went with my gut and like, there's no way that this uh, one team or another team is going to win this game by six points. I was like, I should have taken, I should have taken the freaking heat. Um, And sure enough, they go on that run. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. And I was, I was shocked as much as not from what, not from what we did. Although our defense has been poor for a while. And the, again, the fact that they won it with defense was surprising given how they've been playing lately. But that wasn't shocking. What was more shocking to me was just like, I mean, I'll throw it back to what Andrew said before. Miami just, I mean, we, st- again, we stepped on their necks, but they were kind of laying down to die as we were stepping on their necks. Um, what, I want to make sure, I want to give the Knicks credit, all the credit in the world. They won that game. They took it from the Miami Heat. But like that Heat team was, I was not impressed necessarily with with what they did in the fourth quarter. I'll say that. Thanks, Tom.